Welcome to Queer, a LGBTQ plus live entertainment discussion podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and with me is... Hey, it's me, Phil. How are you? Good. How are you, Phil? All right. I just finished the school year. It's oh, been a journey. Yay! Yeah, I love it. I love that. Uh, and also, happy Pride. Yeah! Hey. That one also yeah. has some claps. Um, no, for real, always. But yay, congrats on finishing the school year. How was your first year teaching? Of teaching. Oh my God. It was an experience. I mean, uh, I think uh, it's going to be, you know, it's funny is that like all the teachers who, all the quote unquote veteran teachers have been, you know, who, who've taught since the before times, uh, you know, they're like, oh my God, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. When to me, that teaching was normal. And, and that's always crazy to think about. Like, I think I'm just like, man, all the first year teachers like you, I'm like, y'all had such a rough year. <laughs> and rough is an understatement. Uh, you know, it is one of those situations where uh, the, the roughest part for me was breaking through. Because, you know, for those who don't know, obviously, I'm a theater teacher, right? And I, and I teach not just technical theater, but I also on occasion teach uh, media theater and media communications, which is like kind of incorporating like uh, real life skills with theater, you know, acting skills and stuff like that. And, um, you know, kind of breaking through that vulnerability barrier was just so hard because um, you never knew who was on the other side of it. You know, like uh, there was a situation where I'll be honest, where uh, a student didn't feel comfortable turning on the camera and I, you know, it was a performance test. And so I told them like, listen, this is part of your grade, please, you know, it'll just be real quick, just turn on your camera. And it turned out he was working at a fast food place. Mm -hmm. And he just had his phone mounted on the register while he was working on the drive-thru. And it was, you know, it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life as a teacher, because it was clearly a barrier or a line that this student didn't feel like crossing and me essentially being dumb, you know, I can't even say naive, but just dumb, uh, didn't respect that. And, um, I ended up finding out the hard way. So it was, it was kind of at that point forward that I didn't make cameras being on a requirement for an mm -hmm. assignment, but rather giving students an opportunity to either, perform in front of camera or submit it as a video that they can edit. And um, it was kind of, a, a, you know, not to kind of start the podcast really sad, but it was a, but it was one of those kind of like big wake up calls that you never know what's on the other side of the camera. And I've had to kind of like, you know, and I guess what's the good thing I've learned about that more than anything is that I became a really good arbiter for these students mm -hmm. because there are a lot of times that their grades are really bad because they had a quote unquote low participation because their camera went on. And I would talk to their teachers and be like, this is bullshit. Stop it. <laughs> and their grades would go up because of that. that so, I mean, you know, it's like a double edged man. It's like a double edged sort of, that's awesome that you were able to be that type of person for them. But at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I just feel, I feel for them at the same yeah. time. It's just like, they shouldn't have, I mean, they're kids. They shouldn't have to be in that situation. Like, no, for real. Uh, it's crazy. And it's like, I know, or at least I feel like there's plenty of teachers who were like, in, who would have been in your situation and been like, well, you shouldn't be working during school hours. Like, oh yeah, I totally, I totally this. met that. 
but I totally like, with that. Yeah. But then like it's pandemic time and everyone is literally doing what they can to make do. So like, you don't know what the home situation was like where, where a person might not have, I mean, their parents might not have been able to work or something was happening at home that you just weren't aware of and they didn't want to share. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest kind of like hurdles of that was you're right. I was dealing with teachers being like, oh, they shouldn't have worked. And I worked for, I, you know, I worked for a district that is primarily Latino, primarily low income at risk. And, uh, you know, I kind of had a break to this white teacher and just being like, listen, uh, you have no idea because their parents might be undocumented and during mm-hmm. COVID they probably lost their jo- all their jobs and they can only probably count on, on the only people in their family who are documented, AKA their kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times I would just tell them to shut the fuck up because <laughs> it, it, you know, like, and we have like a website too. Like we have a, we have a catalog in the district that you could see, how much is is if one particular student is at risk if whether or not they're homeless or if they, you know and i'd be like and i'd be like, get bothered to figure out why these students are failing in the first place because mm-hmm. simply say oh it's because they're being lazy is such a misnomer and i you know and i guess the only reason i have like a, you know a better sympathy for that is because i was a covid student on my last semester of grad school right you know, and I had to deal with professors that being like, I think we should do a live stream, a site, uh, a live stream instructions. And I'd be like, that's what a Zoom call is. <laughs> what do you think this is? Mm-hmm. No, this is a Zoom call that is being streamed live. <laughs> we are here. We are participating on video. <laughs> yes. We are talking in real time. This is the yeah. definition of live streaming. Live streaming. <laughs> So, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. How about you? What's going on with you, Megan? Um, nothing too much. Just work is picking back up, which is great. Um, like people are starting to get back into events and slowly starting to get back into theaters and dealing with people who had to go and do side gig who had who had to go and do full-time I have to stop treating them as side gigs cuz they were full-time jobs at this point. Um, people who had to go and do work that was not necessarily in the entertainment field are coming back to their jobs and they kind of forgot what they lost. So there there's lots of phone calls, which is fine, which is honestly, <laughs> I was expecting it. Like knowing yeah. that there were no, there was nothing going on in the world, like event wise, theater wise, anything wise. I mean, we had the live stream shows like here and there, but like nothing substantial really like it was it was going to happen at the end of the day like at the end of this or towards the end people are coming back or new people got hired and they just don't know how to do things and i mean that's really where where we step in where we can walk people through how to do things make sure their consoles correct make sure their fixtures are right all that kind of jazz um but yeah and then I'm moving and during all of this right now we're in the middle of moving packing and getting things done there um but other than that that's about it we were fully vaccinated so we went to brunch for the first time in like a year and a half sometime a couple months ago it's been a while since we've done an episode so i'm like what did we do since then mask Uh, or no mask brunch uh well mask to the tables and then you know covid just magically stops once you're at the tables Mm -hmm. so then we take off mask um but yeah, so I mean, ultimately, it's like mask whenever we're walking. Basically, and I'm we're still 
like the house is still following the policy of um, we're going to keep wearing masks. We're going to mm-hmm. keep doing what we're doing, at least for now, because we we know it makes it really hard to be trustworthy of other people seeing how many people fought back against masks and the first like at the beginning of this so we're yeah. like we don't trust other people our trust was hindered um our trust of other people was hurt as a community like we just can't trust people um mm-hmm. so like we wear masks whenever we go out unless we're like eating or drinking which to be fair i've we've only gone out to a restaurant like four times now like okay. i've got them on my hand <laughs> um yeah and then it's it's not like yeah i've gone like four times okay. um We've gone to movie theaters twice. We have In the Heights is so the next one we'll go see, and then Black Widow. And I think that's mm-hmm. about it that we have actually like figured out so far. But yeah, I mean we're slowly getting back into comfortable going out in the world and being comfortable. But you know, that's life right now. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I kind of, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite pendulum on this one that I. Uh, I start. I started to go maskless now. Um, you know, being that I'm vaccinated and my fiance is vaccinated, it's kind of one of those for me. I was like, I, I know that if I if I continue on with this path, I'll never want to take off my mask. And so I kind of made the personal decision to be like, you know, we might, you know, we always made the argument to trust the science. You know, trust the CDC. The CDC saying that we can go out without masks. I, I have to lead by that example. Otherwise, non-maskers will use that as an example of being like, oh, if you trust the CDC so much to tell us to wear a mask, why don't you trust the CDC for to not take off your mask? And- yeah, I totally get that. And I would, and I totally respect anyone's decision to do that because you have put in the time, you have worn the mask, you have done the deal. And that was what, what like we were going to do also. We were going to be like, we trust the CDC. But then everyone... Mm-hmm who I have, I have heard too many people say, no one is going to check if I'm vaccinated or not, and I'm not going to get vaccinated, so I'm not, and I'm not going to wear a mask. I've just yeah. heard too many people around, er, too many people that I've heard around me have said that, that I'm like, I, I just, I can, literally cannot trust people at this point. <laughs> that's valid. No, and that's completely valid. I mean, like, I guess part of it for me is that uh, it's because I, I, I'm working with st- yeah. you know, students and student in my, you know, at least my demographic now, they were able to get vaccinated, yeah. but a lot of them are, have religious beliefs that are literally against vaccinations. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So long as I'm a teacher, I'm always going to wear a mask. I'm always going to be around parent. I have, I, for goodness sakes, I have a, I, I have a, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, I literally have a student who their entire family believes that the earth is flat. I mean, like, you know, like I, I, I can't, and they're, yeah. they're also anti-vaxxers. So I, I mean like, and the kid is a freshman. So I'm gonna be surrounded by this kid for the next four years. Am I gonna like, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where I, I, I have to kind of just, I mean, you know. And, and it makes sense if most people you're, you're interacting with are vaccinated. I yeah. Get it. I get it. And like I said, I'm not judging anyone who doesn't. It is no, everyone's sure. personal choice. Like, I'm not gonna say it. It's not. It's just like uh, it's what we choose. We chose to. Yeah. Do. And it's also partially why I'm still working from home, just because I'm like I have the ability to section off a little bit. I'm gonna. I'm still a little bit more cautious, even whenever I do go into the office. I'm still like a bit more cautious. I mean, Abbott was like everyone go wild, and everyone did. 
Yeah, um, Abbott Abbot cured COVID. Didn't, I mean, basically, didn't I don't know get... why he didn't do this before, though. Like, I know. He made us suffer for a year and a half with no cure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the it, turbines, yeah. the wind turbines, but you know. Uh, you know, it's the wind turbines that's blowing the COVID, actually. Uh, if you actually go to Texas right now, you'll see all the the wind the windmills are uh, have masks over them to prevent to prevent COVID. the uh, the spread to prevent covid. We have to just it's nice. a giant wall of masks. Mhm. Yep. Anyway, yep. That's... I have to stop. <laughs> but he's building a wall though. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, you know. I can't. I I'm aware. <laughs> I'm very much aware of like I'm trying to be like as nice as possible and be like, yeah. No, yeah. there's nothing to there's nothing to be nice about. The guy's an asshole. I uh, I yeah. you know I, I when I tell you, this yeah. is completely random. So the wife and I went to San Antonio for a conference, and we had to switch hotels because I stupidly didn't book enough. Um, I did not book enough nights for this conference. <laughs> so we're switching hotels, and we get to the other hotel, and we are told to stop. We have to wait. Dogs are sniffing our bags, and there rolls Governor Abbott in his chair out out of the hotel. And into whatever car he was in, like, because he was meeting with whoever it was. I think, I think he even met with Pence. I think Pence was in Uh town during that same time. I'm like, why are we having the rodeo, this conference and Pence all at the one place? Like, that doesn't make sense. We're going to have like 5,000, like more than 5,000 people (laughs) there, but whatever. Um, But yeah. And so like afterwards, I mean, we just saw him roll and that was like the only time I've ever seen the governor in person. Um, Yeah. He wasn't always this crazy, though. Like, I vaguely remember him being kind of like being a somewhat competent Republican governor. Republicans were never this crazy. But maybe it's just because I also didn't pay attention. Well, because like I remember what well, he made like red light cameras unconstitutional in the state of Texas, which is awesome. I'm like, fuck, Yeah. yeah, like, you know, but then at the same time, he goes like, oh, yeah, heartbeat bills totally should be a thing. Or like I hate dogs. We should not make it illegal to keep people keep dogs outside. I know hashtag, hashtag Abbott hates dogs. Yeah. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. Anyway, well, that's what's been up with me. I've been seeing how Republicans have been awful. Sorry for anyone who's a Republican and listening. This might not be the best podcast for you though. Ever um, really? I mean, I would just imagine it's not, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Hashtag no. Rabbit hates dogs. Should remind myself to put in the episode notes uh, behind the scenes because because that's what we're all about here at uh, at queer LGBTQ live entertainment discussion podcast. It's live. It's for live us. and so, for us. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so being that it's you know it's Pride Month. Um, and uh we're you know it, we're, we're you know we're recording now on june 24th so you know after you know we're after hit the deadline we're, we're we are we deadline. almost did we're gonna we're oh, oh no 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 we're, we're, i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i'm gonna post it on pride and i'm gonna be like happy pride and then like by the time most people are listening to it I'd be like yo bae it's it's june 30th <laughs> be like happy pride <laughs> that i i never said i was not a procrastinator <laughs> exactly uh but we you know something that uh megan and i we, we've we've both kind of talked about lately is um you know we 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 both uh for those who don't know because we actually don't really say it often enough and i feel like that should be added to our intro now that i think about it is uh we should definitely start introducing ourselves with our pronouns because it should be common 
always. Uh, I go by they, them, and uh, so does Megan. Um, and, uh, you know, we, 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 we've been wanting to talk about uh, and dedicate a, a couple of minutes to an episode is um, how we kind of deal with our dysphoria, because that's, uh, that's real. Um, and by no means we're doctors, counselors. God knows we need them. I need it. Yeah. I need my. <laughs> I need to find one. <laughs> <laughs> I can hook you up with mine. He's great. I love him. Maybe. <laughs> he works with he works with LGBT uh, and and he'll queer be and, uh, trans non-binary folks like that. Virtual too. I I would deal with him virtually. Oh, you should message oh, you post, post episode. Message me this. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Keep it. I'm gonna. I can, I can, no, no problem. Love you, Megan. Right. Yeah. Uh, see, and this is what and this is what we talk about here. Um, but no, we we definitely wanted you know to talk about kind of like our own experiences, how you know when and if we have uh, dysphoria. Um, how do we go about making sure that we're not just running away to the bathroom? And when we run to the bathroom, we realize we run to the bathroom of our you know assigned gender at birth and then that even makes it even more worse somehow <laughs> um you know I, I can say for myself as a as a teacher um i'm not out but i am out it's one of those situations where it's like anyone could literally google me find my website any one of my students could google me and find my website and they'll find out like bam you know phil Villar, created designer they them like like it literally or go to any one of my social medias and they all say they them right um but i don't tell my students uh mainly because teenagers are monsters um and they sense fear but uh honestly i also i also haven't really been out to many of my faculty members uh i'm out to a handful of teachers uh my director of theater because i love her and um i'm am out to a couple of my students and mainly because most of them are non-binary or trans themselves and when they feel like they're alone that's kind of like i use it as a a tool and an opportunity being like oh i am i'm also and like they're like you, you know they'll often be like oh i'm trans and i know that you're queer but you know being trans is so hard i'll be like yeah i totally get it i'm actually non-binary and i'm just not out so i totally get where you're coming from and they'll be like oh, what and i'll be like yeah yeah, I use they them, and it's and they're like, but you call yourself Mister, and I'm like, yep, yeah. and it's incredibly painful to hear it every single time. <laughs> um, what about you, Megan? I I think I feel part of the same. I've I've been I've I mean I've been openly out since like trying to get out there and openly out since like last yearish around the time we started the podcast. Um, and it's been, it's been a journey of like figuring things out, reading things online. Part of the reason why I'm like, I, I should see someone or talk to someone is partially because of like the fact that like, I need to talk to someone else that like feels the same or not feels the same. That's the wrong word, wrong words that can, that can listen and empathize and help me process these feelings a lot. Um, I mean, ta talking to you, talking to other people, I mean, like, like your students, they're like, we have struggles. We need, I, I need someone to talk to. Like, it's great. But like, there's still like a sense of like going to someone 
professional. I'm putting professional. I'm doing all these hand gestures like y'all can see me. Um, but doing like all like professional. There's some kind of professionalism still involved. Like that would be really nice to be able to like get feed. Man, I've been too much in this workplace school environment. Get feedback back. <laughs> um, of like you are feeling valid. Um. Because I think a lot of a lot of my struggles comes from more of like of like is this feeling even a feeling that exists out in the world with other people and like trying to make sure that like yes I am valid like the way that I feel is still a valid way um I think and it like it's been nice actually this pandemic time has been really nice like to be able to think through all of that because I'm not. Like I said earlier, I'm not really like going around a lot of people right now. So it's been a lot of like self-discovery and being like, yeah, I'm good with myself and I'm good with how things go. Um, now how can we how how can I improve though and make this better for myself like out like to for outside of the home though, which has been the hardest part is trying to figure out how that all fits and works. But yeah. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't even know if that made sense whatsoever. No, it, it it totally did. I, you know, I think, and that's the thing. It it's always going to sound like it doesn't make sense because we've been programmed, you know, in the last twenty five plus years of our lives into thinking that there are only two genders, you know, and so anytime that we have this kind of conversation of being like you know, the, the signature quote, I'm trapped in a body that I don't want to be in, you know, I, it's, it's hard to kind of have that conversation. And, and it's especially hard, even for me being non-binary and AMAB, you know, for a long time, when I was younger, I, I, I thought I, I, I was trans, I was a trans female, you know, and I was a trans girl. And I, and then I kind of ran, ran with it for about a couple months. And I'm like, no, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want. Because then I was like, because I was trying to I was declaring myself as a trans girl tomboy, and even that wasn't really scratching that itch because I didn't like people using she, her. So I was like, okay, maybe that's just not my thing. Maybe, you know, I even thought about even playing drag queen for a little bit, thinking that would do it, and that, that didn't do it either. You know, it wasn't until about 2014 I, I started hearing non-binary being thrown around and kind of started doing a little bit more digging about it. Um, and yeah, cause there, you know, it, it's hard to kind of quantify when does our feelings matter? Cause the short answer is the, our feelings always matter. Mm-hmm. There, there are feelings, there are, va- you know, and we're, you know, and you know, Megan, you and I were, you're, we're both in committed relationships where, you know, how we identify out ourselves would could identify could affect our relationship with you know with our partners you know um because even for a long time you know with with me being um pan with being me being pan you know i i still identify my, myself as queer even though i was dating a cis woman you know and she's bi and me being pan i still identify as that we're both queer um but it still didn't feel right with with her calling me her boyfriend so, uh, you know, eventually I, I came out to her and saying that I was non-binary and I want they, them pronouns because that's, that's what makes me happy. And it was an easier pill to swallow for me, you know, because 
I did feel for, you know, at a short point in my life and like probably like the, you know, very, very short point in my life that I felt like I was losing my queerness um, being with a cis woman, you know, and me finally accepting my transness, my, my non-binary gender really kind of alleviated that. And like those kind of discoveries and like, except, I mean, that's really the, that was, uh, I feel it, but I feel it. Uh, how do I want to comment? Uh, Cause my, com- I'm like, Oh my God, that is such a, like a moving, that is such a moving story. Actually like to hear that out loud, like, um, I mean, I've, so like, I, I started slightly of my like self discovery journey. I mean, I went through a lot of like questioning and stuff, like, um, really early on actually, like in like, um, I'm like freshman year of college. I, I went to a very small town in high school and you can hear my Texas accent come out every now and then, especially if I say the word boot. Um, you can hear that come out and you can imagine small town, not lots of, not lots of diversity. Can you you say that one more time? Boot. Can you say that one more time? Boot. 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 Thank you. Um, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. But it's funny because only some words that have that ooh, that the, the double O it's not all words that have the double O it's only like literally boot is like the only one that I pronounce that way. Um, I don't know why, but that is, that is where the accent comes in. Um, but so I'm that's going to be the teaser like on all the social medias now. It's just me saying boot, 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 scoot and boogie. Um, anyway. All right. Um, anyway, not lots of diversity there. Um, and so whenever like I came to college, there was a lot of like self-discovery there, which was great. It's nice to explore to like figure out myself, fi- figuring out myself. And then after that, though, like I got into serious committed relationship like trying to figure that out during it and like figuring that out researching all that kind of stuff like led me eventually to the non-binary path um but what really like got me and got like I really resonated with was this podcast called two-headed girl uh where one of them what one they got into a relationship being a lesbian couple now it had one of them is trans and the other one is non-binary and they talk about all their feelings and basically they just recorded their conversations and it was such a good like to hear other people going through kind of like the same thoughts of stuff that I had and like you explaining your story right now was also like part of some of the same thoughts so like whenever I was little like I had super short I would go into go to the haircut place and get and get like a flat top and it would be like, I'm in karate. I'm doing all these things. I was very tomboy growing up. Um, and I stay, generally my style has always stayed the same. I'm going to wear baggy shorts, baggy, whatever. Like literally the style has not changed. Um, except in high school when I thought I needed to be a certain way. And then I was like, I'll wear skinny jeans and cardigans. And then eventually halfway through the year, I was like, and I'm done with that because it's uncomfortable. Um, but then like. But yeah, so like being able to like those thoughts and those feelings just like were there. And so being and like hearing other people like saying they had like similar thoughts, like is always, always reassuring to to me, at least like to like 
you know, you're not alone. Other people go through this. Other people. It's hard to find those people. And honestly, it's not as hard as you think. It's just people don't talk about it openly unless you open the door first. You know, kind of to jump off of that, I, um, you know, probably one of the saddest things I've ever done, um, me being non-binary, is uh, I had a friend of mine uh, back in undergrad. Uh, th- their name is Eli, and we don't really talk much anymore. Um, but um, this was way back in like 2014 or something like that. And it was when I was kind of really, this was like probably like the lowest point of my dysphoria because I haven't told anybody and I was so scared to tell them because there was nobody in my industry aside from me, talk me when you, you, when I, when you first came out, you know, there was nobody else that like in the industry in lighting, at least that I knew that was non-binary. So I was so trapped in that closet again. And I, um, and I remember even at, at, at one point where I, I, I was just talking to them on Tumblr because Tumblr was a thing back then, and they they sent the link, about, but uh, they posted a link about like you know, you know, make an anonymous post, like click on this link and write you know write your feelings, and I won't know who it is. So I was talking to them for, for like almost like a day and a half as somebody else who was non-binary. Uh, just just so I can feel some semblance of coming out, which by definition is not really coming out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that was probably like the, one of the lowest moments I've had in my life in a very long time in that situation. Um, and I still think about it from time to time. You know, it's kind of what reminds me to kind of still stay genuine and keep focusing on making myself happy and making myself valid and not worry too much what I, about what people think, you know, as so long as mm-hmm. the cost isn't my, my safety or my sanity. Yeah, I, I totally get that. So actually, excuse the dog barking. Um, <laughs> so, so like, I, I totally get like coming. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. So I totally get like coming, coming out to like, the internet first, which was actually what I did. Like, I was like, I know people follow me on Twitter. Let's do that there. Like, let's see what happens. Um, just to see if, like, I could start using, like, pronouns and whatnot and see, like, what feels right. Because I'm like, on the internet, I can be whatever I want to be and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and it actually, it, it, like, really helped for me to, like, figure things out a bit. Um, because, yeah, you don't, you don't want to hurt safety. You don't want to hurt like yourself personally either though like you don't like you go into things what like a big struggle like that I had to overcome was like I went into I went into my relationship mm-hmm. not not non-binary and then like through it like evolving and all that kind of stuff people change but it's still like what's going to happen after cuz like you can't like once it comes out like you can't take it back yeah like and it's just one of those things you just you can't do it's it's sad i mean it's not sad but it's like you got to start figuring yourself out and figuring out what's good for you, but you also don't want to jeopardize things. And that was a, that was a big thing. It was just like figuring out like, how would someone react to this? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's still a thing like you still, I mean, I still, and unfortunately, because it's not a, um, and unfortunately because we're still not as open as a society, it's still one of those things that you still have to, you, 
if you're anything other than cis and hetero, cis hetero person, like you still are constantly coming out if it makes a difference. Like, yeah. Uh, like if you if if you feel comfortable, of course, you're always coming out of some kind of some kind, and it's not something that ever that ever changes. Like it's a it was a big deal. Like it, it was a big deal, but not a big deal. Like I put I put my pronouns in my email signature this year at work. Also, like I I spent a couple months of like figuring myself out, letting some people know at work, letting it get out, and then finally I went to my manager and was like, "Hey, I'm I need this. This is me. It's something that we need that I need, not we, because mm -hmm. she didn't care. But like it's something that like I need for me, and it's just like I need to put them in there, like." Yeah, it's it's. I'm not gonna get mad if anyone doesn't do it right. I got to give everyone leeway, but like it is something that I just I need to do for myself. And she was like, "No, that's totally cool. Like I will have issues because that's just not how I was raised. Like they is not a per a they is not a single person. But I will try. I will do tell what I can. To, tell that to Shakespeare, but okay. I mean, I we have all of these. I'm she, but <coughs> I ended up with yeah. like. I will try. I will do my best. I might start using your name more than just like pronouns. And I'm like, that's totally fine. And yeah. all I can ask is for people to try at this point. Yeah. Like, as long as you're trying, I'm not going to get upset. Because I'll be honest, when I refer to myself in third person sometimes, I still mispronoun myself. Oh, tell me about <laughs> it. Tell me about it. Like, it's just one of those things that like, it happens. No, and, and that's the thing. Like, I hell, I even like misgendered myself to my... Uh, to my trans ha hairdresser and cause, you know and, 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 and like he corrected me because I called myself a city boy and he's like a city boy with an eye in the end and I'm like yeah <laughs> a city boy in the, with an eye in the end thank you thank you for fixing my hot mess <laughs> but, you know yeah. I mean no 100% I mean no I totally get it I think uh, I think it's hard I you know and it's hard to kind of you know, you're right. Like the, the concept of having to constantly come out, right, all the time, or like, you know, especially, you know, for like, you know, for me, for you know, in my situation, you know, like, I'm not looking, you know, and you can talk about this if you if you feel comfortable about it, but I'm gonna talk about it for myself a little bit. Is that like, I don't feel the need personally to chemically or surgically modify my body to match my gender. You know, I. I call myself gender queer. That's that's how I identify myself, um, because of what I want out of gender to to break gender. Mm -hmm. You know, so I personally identify myself as gender queer because of the political movement that comes from that word. Um, but there's those who are gender fluid, agender, bi gender. You know, and so on and so forth. You know, and they have their own reason, their own story for it. So, like for me, like I. I never wanted to, and I still don't, even though it almost feels like I'm faking it to myself that I, that I don't want those things. Cause it's almost like one of those weird kind of like, you know, milestones. And it's so odd to be around other non-binary and trans folks. And when they ask like, Oh, are you going to hormone therapy? I say, no, I'm, I'm kind of okay where, where I am right now mentally, you know, physically. So I, you know, so for me, I, you know, I, you know, it's something that I even talked about with my therapist for a long time, because for me, one of the hardest holidays for me is um, 
you know, Trans Visibility Day, because I feel like, you know, um, how do I say this? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think the, the best way to kind of describe it is like, I, I feel like I'm not trans enough. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not so far into that spectrum yet. And it's so odd. It's such a stupid thing because I would never tell anybody that they weren't trans enough. And it's crazy. Like that, that is a, we're going to have to deal with dogs barking in this recording. Okay. Uh, there are, remember when I said I was moving? Let's do a little sidebar. Remember when I said I was moving? That's because the landlord's selling the house and people are here right now. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna deal with some dogs in the background for a little bit. We're here for it. Yeah. We're here for it. If you don't know Thorgy, go follow my Instagram and you'll see tons of pictures of him. And then just imagine this loud bark coming from that, and you'll be like, yeah, "He sounds so mean, but looks so cute." And I'm like, "Yeah." Um, excellent, excellent splooter. Yes, excellent. Splooter. He very much is. Um, but no, I like not feeling enough, and not not wanting to do any kind of I mean like there are different levels of transitions that everyone is comfortable with and everyone has a has their way has their way of thinking about it with and I definitely I mean it was just something it was something that like I'm we're, we're what no it's still something like I think about it's like where mm-hmm. I, I think I'm pretty comfortable of where I am like medically and stuff like that like I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with myself um but like, it, it, but it's still like it crosses like my mind. I'm like, but then, am I really like, am I am I really non-binary? Then like, am I am I good? Like, it's I mean, it's like, are you trans enough? Like, it's those type of same questions that yeah. still come across. Like, are you? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, and it impact, and it's just like, are you? I mean, the tech the tech world has like a word for it called imposter syndrome, where you just yes. don't feel like you're good enough, and like that yeah. that goes everywhere. I first heard it from the tech world, which is why I'm mm-hmm. in the tech world. But it's like everywhere. It really is. It's just like, am I actually, am I actually enough of this per of this type of thing to be here? To claim am I, I am I taking am I taking up space? Am I taking uh-huh. up a voice? You know, am I am I giving trans people a bad name because I don't want to have a surgery or mm-hmm. you know inject corm- hormones or go through hormone replacement therapy? And that's the thing. I you know I I totally get it in that situation. You know because as as we continue on with like figuring ourselves out let me put this out there you know like you are valid you know like you megan are completely valid and you are non-binary and i love you truly to death you know you know and if for some you know unknown reason you called me up and say i want to use he him hell yeah let's go he him if you want to say hey not my thing she she her sure done you know and like and so on and so forth you know and like that's kind of like what's the best part about our being our community um but i think uh you know it's funny because i think we talked about this a little bit when we first met i vaguely remember this uh where we were at like the high-end training you know because we were talking about a little bit because we were both latinx and Latinx people kind of go through the same thing. Are we Latino enough? Are we Latin enough? You know, because, you know, for me, like, I'm a first generation American and yeah, I'm brown, but I'm also living in Texas. That's primarily Spanish. And, you know, my country of origin is Brazil, which we didn't get the memo that everybody in South America spoke Spanish. So, (laughs) you know, you know, so for me, like, am I Latin, you know, 
because the, 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 you know, the need to, or some people say I'm Hispanic or I'm Latinx. For me, I can't say that. For me, I can just simply say I'm Latinx because I'm not Hispanic because by definition, I'm not Spanish. Right. You know, you know, and I remember you were talking about that too as well, because you felt a little disconnected of your ethnicity because you weren't fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just like one of those, like, well, and like, my family never completely embraced the culture. It's just a weird, it's a weird mix of mm-hmm. things going on in my life. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's wonderful. Where my do I belong? A, my life is just a hodgepodge of like, I belong exactly where I am and that's what matters. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's like, ultimately, wherever we are right now, as long as we're in a safe place like, and we're good. And you're happy. You're, and if you think you're happy with where you are, that's exactly where you belong. Like, that, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, for, sure, for sure. I mean, um, so uh, so Megan and I, uh, we'll put it into the show notes as well. Uh, we collected a couple of podcasts that we listened to, um, you know, to kind of help with our dysphoria. Which um, I forgot we actually. We, we talked about how we, you know, what, what our issues were, but we never really actually figured out how we kind of overcome it, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which, yeah. that you was know, of course, is not our... That we were supposed to start, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but really quick, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Orange Rose podcast company uh, run by um, run by um, the the folks there. They're fantastic. And one of the one of the shows that they have is called They Them Theirs, a non-binary discussion podcast. Um they're a monthly podcast and they're they're really, really cool. Um, you know, they they've exchanged hands on with hosts uh a couple of times. But I think that's one of the really cool things about it because it's you constantly hear from different sources of hosts and obviously the production themselves they feel like the show is important enough that we should keep it going so let's find hosts who are interested so uh i love it it's called the orange groves uh it's called they them there um a non-binary discussion podcast uh i'll put that into the show notes and megan you put one there as well i did it was that one that i mentioned earlier um two-headed girl it was just a, it's it was a really good one just I went and I I started listening to it from the beginning. I found the I found one of the hosts from a um I found one of the hosts from another podcast that I listened to that doesn't have any type of LGBT like it has themes in it because obviously one of the hosts is the host of Two-Headed Girl, but it doesn't have like it wasn't intent I shouldn't say it wasn't intended. It didn't sound like it was going to start that way. And then it went that way. Mm-hmm. And I was super happy that it did. That one's called do by Friday. Um, yeah. And it was real. it was really good. Um, it had, it used to have one of the hosts used to be, was a creator of cards against humanity. Um, and then Alex worked at cards also with that guy. Um, and it had Marlon Mann, who, if you're in tech podcasting, you've probably heard of, um, but the cards guy, has some sketchy stuff going on right now so he parted ways with the show um mm-hmm. but other than that though it was it's been really great it's been um i mean i i really i i appreciate like all the aspects from them from from two-headed girl that i've heard it was really nice to hear like couples discussing this also and just mm-hmm. to see how they experienced this just well i'm married in a relationship and so it's nice to hear like even even though it's different, like it's still nice to hear. Um, yeah. 
another podcast that I'm listening to where, sorry, I'm scrolling through to get by all the tech podcasts. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. That's really good is called um, Gender Reveal. Um, and basically they, uh, he, I've only listened to one episode, so I can't t- say too much about it. But they talk, but on the podcast, it's one main host who is in the trans community and they talk about um, different trans, different queer topics, I should say, just not trans, um, mm-hmm. but different queer topics, which is really neat. Um, it's in my backlog to listen to. I just, without a commute, my podcast listening goes way down and it's really sad. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. But yeah, um, but I think it's going to be, um, but yeah, I mean, podcasts are obviously I like podcasts. Obviously, I like talking about podcasts. Um, I think they're just a great way to get, they're a different way to consume information, which is really nice. Yeah. And it kind of, and usually, you know, those organizations have some sort, you can follow them on Twitter and mm-hmm. find other people who, you know, you can have a discussion with. I mean, I, you know, like I said, like with they, them, theirs, like, you know, I found them because they do, uh, they did a show that Orange Grove's the, the, uh, I'm blanking out his name. Ghost of Joe, Joe, that's his name. Um, he um, he runs the Orange Grove's uh, podcast production, mm-hmm. and you know, and he just you know he lives in Michigan. He's a really cool guy, and I met him, and I met a countless other people uh, just within that community, just because they had a show uh, called Got It Memorized, a uh, Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, and I fell in love with it, and that's how I kind of found this show, and I got to meet with a bunch of people. Um, you know, uppercut. I'm also, I'm also going to put uppercut out here as well. Cause they're, mm-hmm. they're awesome as well. Um, I'm going to, you know, and yeah, I wanted to definitely share these, uh, because, um, you know, see if they have a discord, we have a discord, you know, we, 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 we you know, discord. we definitely want to start getting people. In- yes. Yes. We want to get more people there. We want to be able to have a better community with one another, uh, because, uh, you know, not just because, of queer people but because we're queer people working in theater and live entertainment and having that kind of connection being able to talk to one another about it is hella important to us um i'll be honest we'll be honest we don't have really much people i love your hair uh (laughs) we don't have a lot of people uh you know we don't have anybody right there right now but that's probably because we've been so swamped and busy with our own lives but we are really dedicated into kind of building this community um but yeah um so So how we how do yeah. we ta- I think we were both about to transition. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll start. So come join the Discord and we can you can also like share your tips and tricks and like stuff like that. Like I am going to say like how I like to get it, how I like to tackle a little bit of the dysphoria cuz it hits me. It does from time to time. Um I don't tackle it very well to be honest. I usually just let it sit and then eventually I get distracted by Reddit. Um <laughs> which is great. Um, I am one that likes to run away from things. Um, no, I like to sit, but other than that, like there's, there are things that I do like buying gender affirming clothes is also really nice. Um, and something that I've learned that's real, that is really hard to learn is no one cares where you, what side of the store you shop on for anything. So, like literally no one will judge you and if you do and if they do then you just say it's a gift for someone and it's fine it all goes away um but yeah like i mean the the main way that i i do is gender affirming clothes like that's like a really big one like 
I can't do anything too tight. I can't like that kind of stuff just because it's it's really uncomfortable for me. Um, that's the main one. Um, obviously, like starting to share like my pronouns more that has all that has definitely helped. Um, because even if it's like a slip up at first, it gets corrected usually without me having to say something, um, which has been awesome. Um, and maybe it's just because I've I've found a really good group of friends. Not to not to brag. But I found a really good group of friends, you're included, Phil, like that are really, really, really supportive of like everything in the queer community. So that has been that has been awesome. Um, but yeah, do you have any anything? You're probably gonna get you're a lot better at this talking and sharing thing more than I am. So you're gonna be like, <laughs> here are all these things. Yeah, I actually made a PowerPoint. So I'm number one. Let's no, do it. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean uh, you know, you kind of you kind of hit a lot of solid notes like gender affirming clothing. Absolutely, you know. Um, for oh, me, real quick, I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah. cut you off one more. Gender yeah, and, and also haircuts, like finding someone who can get you a really good haircut for whatever you want and does not judge is super important. Um, but I've also, again, this is also coming from years of not fitting with the norm of like generally, you know, who's gonna not care. The bar, the Floyd's, or like the 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 um. Oh my goodness! It just the chains, like great clips, hair, uh, that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, like, oh yeah, Floyd, Floyd ninety nine, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah that's where I, that's where I get my haircut with Ash. My that's my, they're they're awesome. That's where I, I used them. to go before the pandemic and was going like every every month. I was going to get my haircut, and now it, the wife has learned how to do my hair. That's great. <laughs> it's been great on the money. Um, yes. but the, um, but like, like those type of places, like generally they also don't care. Like the ones that are just mm -hmm. chains, they're not, if, if you want people who don't care, like the chains aren't going to care as much cause they're just in there to get to the next, to get to their next step in their career. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, I will pass no, it now. no, absolutely. You know, you talked about hair and that was actually one of the first things I got to say. So like, uh, for real, like. I never dyed my hair before, ever, ever in my life. Uh, Megan kind of helped me. You're welcome. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Now I'm addicted to it. Okay. I already, I already bought my bleach, and now I'm dyeing my hair teal. Um, so I mean, I, you know that when I, when I first dyed my hair, it was such a euphoric experience. I, I cannot lie, how euphoric it was for me. Um, I, I almost cried. I mean, for real, like I couldn't stop taking videos of myself doing it. And I, you know, and I couldn't help but like pull my hair up and like seeing me smile on the other hand of my hand, you know, like, you know, and I think back to myself all the times where when I was when I was in like, oh, my God, fifth or sixth grade, uh, my mom used to drop me off to this summer camp uh, back on Long Island. And it was always the last couple of weeks before the summer camp ended that we would hang out with, because I was friends with the girls in the summer camp as well. It was a co-ed summer camp thing. And my group would always hang out with the, this group of girls. And for like a week or so, they we would let them put makeup on us. And, you know, and I would totally just walk around with the makeup on my face and I never realized how euphoric that was for me back then because until I started realizing that every year that I was going to that summer camp, how much I looked forward for that one week, we were just gender bending, non fucking stop. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so putting things like eyeliner on or lip gloss or, you know, I'm kind of going to this eyeshadow phase now and dyeing my hair, like, you know, they, they mean so much to me. Um, you know, and it's easy for me to say that because I, for a long time, I've always been very comfortable with just saying like, I know who I am. I don't need other people to know who I am, who I am. I know, I know my truth. Um, but that's starting to not be enough for me anymore. Um, especially now with even me being a teacher, because I know that representation is important. And for a long time, I used to always say to to myself and other people when they asked me to speak out about certain things, whether it be my race or my gender or my sexuality, I would always say I'm nobody's Moses. You know, that was my comedic way of saying like, my voice doesn't make a difference. I don't want to make a difference in my community. I just want to be who I am because I'm, I'm dealing with my own battles. I'm fighting my own demons. And me being a teacher, I realized I can't do that anymore. I can't be selfish and say, I am hiding who I am for my own safety because I know who I am in the end. Because I know that just me coming out in a classroom makes a difference because it did. It did make a difference. Dying my hair made a difference to my kids. A lot of them started dying their hairs because of me. Me going on TV, I ride that that one day, you know, and like people seeing a, a teacher with a with purple hair, you know, clearly acting super fucking flamboyant. Were there a lot of people who said a lot of nasty things on the internet? Yes. Have I been called a pedophile? Yes. Have I been called a baby eater somehow? Yes. Um, <laughs> I hate uh, people. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, yes, and all, yes. But it made a difference. It made a difference because my students told me, my teachers, my, my parents saw you and they thought you were really funny. You know, they saw a really flamboyant queer teacher with purple hair and now they're starting to dye their hair you know is that gonna make them non-binary or gay i don't know no <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> uh well maybe a little bit but it gives them there at least an opportunity for them to discover themselves as opposed to finding out at age 31 you know that dyeing their hair was exactly what they needed exactly what they were missing um, you know, anytime I'm having like super dysphoric moments, talking to you, Megan, is always a big thing for me, you know, um, you know, even oh, talking being about able it. to talk it out, like it's, it's nice yeah. being able to talk it out, like with someone who, who also experiences it in a certain way is like really nice. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, even at one point, like even like I constantly text Megan all the time about hair dyeing stuff. And that's partly because one, I really don't know what I'm doing. And oh, two, I don't either. It's... I've just seen <laughs> not to fry my hair. Actually, this is, the, this is the last time I'm going to dye it for a while because it has to go back to it. It has to get healed again. <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, yeah. So like talking to people, you know, coming out even little by little, you know, to the people you trust, hearing other people calling you they, them. You know, that's euphoric. And if that's not an option for you, um, something that I did for a while, and it might sound a little cheesy, but I recorded myself talking to myself using they, them pronouns, um, helped a lot. Um, 
I'll be honest, they eventually kind of worn off. So sometimes I've had to make multiple different versions. Um, you know, but, but yeah. I, I like if you, if you're like, you don't have a safe place to come out or you're looking for a place or you're just not comfortable yet. I really liked the advice that I heard on one of the podcasts that was like, come out on the internet, like to strangers. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Phil, you, you slightly did this a little bit, like with the anonymous Tumblr, like where you just, you get to act yourself, you get to try it out. And like there, I mean, you get to figure out what you like, what you don't like, like at that point, like, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt socially either. Cause like, there's always that, like, there's, or at least I should say not always, but like, I have, I, I had that feeling like of like, but am I sure? Do I want to start this and then have to go back? Like that is, that is the hardest part for, cause I, whenever I make decisions, I like to be a hundred percent sure. And it's like, am I sure? Am I going to have to take this back? Is there some kind of consequence if I do take it back kind of deal? And the answer is no. The answer is mm-hmm. no, you're just figuring yourself out and that's fine. Like you have the time you, we have time. People are going to be, people are going to be rude sometimes either to you. I have incredibly, I have incredibly thick skin, so I will say this and I know not everyone can handle it. Um, I knew coming out at work, it was going to be a challenge. Um, no one has said anything to my face, but I knew there would be stuff said behind my back. And it's just one of those things that was like, great, I will accept it. It's one of those things that I knew, but I also knew that my friends who work there do not care. They are supportive. And that's like what you have to focus on is like, and again, it's easier said than done. It's like, you gotta, you gotta prepare yourself. You're going to have those people who are just stupid and dumb and like, are the stupid and dumb people that just don't understand and they don't want to take the time to understand. Yeah. I mean, like Megan and I, like, like I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when Megan came out on Twitter, like I saw that I, I cried. I mean, I think I've said this multiple times on, on this podcast, but I had I legit cried because I, I realized I, I wasn't alone anymore. You know, I I think I immediately messaged him too. Like, yo, I'm non-binary too. Holy fucking shit! Like, finally, somebody else in goddamn lighting who <laughs> isn't you know a misogynistic asshole. You know, is taking up space. You know, and it's like. And we became incredibly close from that. I like. I think that's. I think that's really what sparked our friendship, Megan. I yeah, mean, I mean, pro- yeah, I would agree. I mean, and honestly, part of me doing that was part of my like, I'm gonna experiment on Twitter and see what happens. <laughs> like that was part of that. That was honestly part of it because I just, again, I wasn't popular. I'm not. I'm still not that popular on Twitter. I've like, I don't have any followers compared to like what ha- normal I, people. Have. You have more followers than me, so it's okay. Nah, nah. I'm anyway. You're I'm not, you're, you're the I'm more not famous. famous. Co- you're, you're the more famous co nah, not really co-host between but, you and i eh, we'll you see go. um but like that and that was part of it it was like i'm gonna see what happens i'm gonna put it on twitter and if, the, if it doesn't feel right then we're gonna take it off and it's fine and we'll experiment and we'll yeah. figure it out like life is all about experimenting and figuring it out yeah um, so on a lighter note real quick Unless you have something more to say, please. No, keep going. I'm good. Let's go. I'm no, not. I'm getting hungry. Hangry. <laughs> okay. Speaking of hungry, what, completely, completely right. by accident. Have you gotten these gay no, cereal? I have not. Gay Is that where cereal. all the cereals like mixed all together? 
It's a rainbow cereals, and they you can, it's so for those who know, is Kellogg's worked together with Glad to make a all together together with Pride cereal, and it's a heart shaped rainbow cereal, and they even have on the top of it you you can you can barely see it, Megan, but like you can write down your pronouns oh, on that's top fun. of this. It's so stupid, but that's I love so it. It's fun. Like, it's cute, and you know what though, kids like it. It, yeah. it, it, it increases awareness for kids to realize it's oh, yeah. fucking normal. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I really wanted to, um, you know, talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Pride, everybody. I know we didn't really talk about theater, but we don't have to talk about theater 24-7. Um, there are other things we wanted to focus on sexuality. We wanted to talk about gender. Yes. Yes, there is. Um we didn't get through everything we want to talk about in the show, but that's okay because uh, I'm going to put it into the show notes. Uh, I hope you guys listen to it. I hope you read the articles that I post and listen to the podcast that we mentioned it. Um, we both love you dearly. Join our jo- join our, um, our our Discord. You know, start building a community with us because we definitely want to hear from you guys. We definitely want to get involved in listening to what you guys have to say. And it's also a good networking opportunity. Who knows? We might end up making an entire non-binary production of Hamlet. Who knows? Ooh, fun. <laughs> um, yeah. And also I spend most of my time on discord now. social like social network wise, like it's, it's mm-hmm. a nice, it's nice to find communities where you belong. Um, whether you belong fully or whether you belong partly, like I'm on a couple of discord. I have, I'm on a discord that I like for a couple podcasts that I listen to. And one of, one of them is like, there's like such, it's a podcast network. So there's such a wide range that I can just focus in on like the three categories that I want to talk to. And that's it. Um, Another one is another podcast that I listen to that we just, we just go right in the general chat and that's it. Like sometimes there's corgis, sometimes there's old Max. Sometimes there's like video games. We don't know what we're going to get into that day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so join our Discord though, and I will start posting Corgi content because, yeah. I don't know, he's a mess. I'll, I'll post my pitbulls. Yeah, yeah. He's doing grumbles and giggles. No, I love their names. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, when we got grumbles, I wanted to call them shit so I could say so I have shits and giggles. <laughs> uh, but I guess that wouldn't have worked. Megan! Bill! Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, at Megan Wilson underscore on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Twitch. Um, I'm still live streaming in the mornings. I kind of cut back in the summer. I usually do because I like to sleep in. Um, and But, um, yeah, so I'm on, I'm on all of that at Megan Wilson underscore. You can also follow, if you like clean desk setups, um, you can also follow me at Megan Wilson underscore code or sorry, not at Megan Wilson. Wow. At M Wilson underscore codes. Um, and I have, I post my nerdy development stuff there cause that's fun. Um, or come join our discord and you can be a notification that pops up on my phone. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Phil, where can we find you? Where can we continue to talk to you? You can find me at Phil Villar on my Twitter and Phil underscore Villar because still to this day, Instagram has yet to release the at Phil Villar handle from the fake Phil Villar who would even make a fake account of me. I don't know. Eventually, you're going to have to switch your Twitter. Can you switch your Twitter? I can. I can. But at this point, I'm stubborn. That's ultimately what I did. That's how I ended up with Megan Wilson underscore is because like my Instagram and Twitter weren't matching. 
And <sighs> then finally I was like, I have to make the match. And actually I forgot which one, but one of the names wasn't available on one of the oh, platforms. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, F it. I'm just going to go with first name, last name, underscore. I know that's not very internet of me, but. Uh, no, I get it. I just, Oh man. I've been clamoring for this username since we started this goddamn show. And it's been over a year. Happy happy one year anniversary, by the way, of our podcast. We Woo! forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yes, maybe someday, someday, but not today. Not today. I'm going to call Instagram customer service before that happens. Uh, but yes, you can find me at Phil Valar on my Twitter, Phil underscore Valar on my Instagram. If you really want to see the work that I've done, you can go to my website, philipvalardesign.com. And yeah, you can totally hit me up on Discord. Uh, my Discord number is also Duke of Dork, but you can find that only if you come to the queer Discord. So I went yeah. there. So thank you guys. Uh, well, that's uh, that's all they damned. I'm sticking with it. I kind of like it. I did too. All right. Bye. Bye.